Hello, everyone. I am here with Stefan Prince. I'm Michael Dunn. We got Jake and Anderson. Together, we make up PDA in sports. Lots of exciting stuff going on this last week and this upcoming week um, from everything, like literally everything, things that I don't think Jake and or Stefan know I'm going to bring up tonight. But um, oh, man, it's going to be it's going to be some fun <laughs> stuff. But first and foremost, this week senior year track and field conference championships jake and anderson take it away um a lot of emotion um from just like knowing that this is the last like championship event type meet that i'll be at to like just coming to an end like we were kind of talking about it before we started recording but like just a long day and like there's two weeks left of of school to like graduate and um you know track wrapping up and stuff like that and like I think I'm lucky to be in a sport where like I can just actually continue like competing and doing things you know whether it's like well you got a track and field championships from uh from Jake Geneva, last year Ohio <laughs> last year and you made the trip <laughs> out there to, to watch, yeah. watch your teammate and from, you've got the grandma's marathon hat on yeah, so, like, there's there's still opportunities for me to be able to run and run at cool events and whatnot, and, like, I have TC Marathon coming up in October, like we kind of talked about last podcast and stuff, but, like, especially for what this weekend is, you know, we always talk about within our team how special conference is for us and how it's really the thing we train for and the thing that, you know, everybody pushes themselves to train for and whatnot, and, like, knowing that this is really the last time of having like a big taper. And we also just got into our new facility this morning. Um, yeah. How is that? You guys, it, um, it run, it's coming back from North Dakota. I didn't really get a chance to, to be in there with the team this morning, but it was their first time in there. Coach Prince. What was that like coaching in there in, in the new facility? Um, honestly, it was great. Um, for the first time ever, we didn't have to worry about ROTC, you know, <laughs> and saying track every two seconds. You remember when, <laughs> when we shared that track at MSU with football? Oh my gosh. We yeah, got, we got the punter on the yeah. backstretch kicking things. So, Jake and I don't know if, if football I was, was, typically I was there for like, that. Yeah. Okay. I almost got trucked by an offensive lineman at that, one point. It was not the dome in there. <laughs> it was not fun. We've shared that thing with, I mean, I remember softball wanting to get in there even at MSU in the morning and they didn't necessarily, they don't have that net system. They didn't have it as nice as, as we as have fully, it. To be able, as yeah. fully enclosed and everything. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, completely different world for us. This the, the track feels more alive too. Like there's a lot more bounciness and it's more lively. And obviously like we, unlike MSU don't have, you know, 15 meets on it a year and have, <laughs> a bunch of different teams running on it and it was you know the first time it was really being used but um like the surface itself just felt a lot more alive it felt like forgiving a little more forgiving yeah so it was it was cool it was cool to be able to get in there um we have pictures of it up on the uh blc cross country and track and field instagram and i the the best picture is just of sienna just freaking out in the morning and you can hear it if you know (laughs) if you know who sienna is you know exactly what she's saying in that moment too like it's one of those like if pictures could talk this is exactly what she would say and i can't confirm she is saying exactly what you would think she'd be saying like this is so cool (laughs) that was actually sienna she just popped in here thanks sienna yeah shout out sienna (laughs) uh yeah, no, that, that is exciting. I, I got to see some pictures, uh, manager shout out to destiny out there. 
um, you do an incredible job and thanks for the pictures and all that. Um, but I was, yeah, I was able to catch some pictures from the stuff this morning and it's just, it's special. You know, it's when, when the kids can, when you guys, I call you kids, you're not kids, you're all adults pretty much, but you walk in there. Well, and, and well pretty, pretty much. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, man. but you guys get, you get to walk in there and it's, it's your own place now. You know, I mean, even we talk about sharing the track, but even the turf, like we talk about what that's been like day in, day out when we're at MSU and, you know, or like you said, ROTC is even using that football is using that at the same time. And it's, it's not easy and we get it. Like it's, we've been blessed to be able to go over to MSU and use their facility through the years. But, um, yeah, it's going to be, it is special. It's going to be really special. Yeah. And I will say too, like it wasn't all bad, like sharing with, um, ROTC and whatnot. Like they, they're a bunch of nice people that, um, oh, are over there now. And They've like, I think they're, really well. I think they're a lot more understanding than what they were in years past. It felt like, um, and it could be just that I happen to know more people on ROTC now. Like that could just be part of it too. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely nice to be able to have a place to call just home now instead of, Agreed. um, sharing with MSU. But, you know, it was still nice to, be over there too and get something in at least at the very least to get on a track and stuff like that. So, but yeah, looking forward to, uh, to this weekend and we'll see what the wind's like (laughs) temperature wise. It's supposed to be like not horrible, but then you also, I also saw a bunch of rain, um, Friday night into Saturday morning, kind of depending upon how (laughs) things go. So track could be in slick conditions. Runways could be in slick conditions. Mm -hmm. Grip for throwing events might be interesting. I mean, um, if you look at what throwing events happened at Drake last week, so I was going to say, to be honest, yeah. though, like with what this with what April was, yeah, this weekend's going to be like a beautiful it, summer day on the equator. <laughs> yeah, right? like it's gonna the temperature being up there at least is at least something I think people can kind of get behind because we've just it's been forties, forty five, maybe fifty on occasion. I think Gustavus was maybe fifty or something like that, but like. It's usually been you're you're wearing multiple layers and different things, and now you can maybe just get away with a t-shirt and a sweatshirt for warm ups and stuff. So yeah, I mean, that'll I be nice. Davis meet on Wednesday, kind of midweek last week. Um, Might have been the best weather meet that we really. Uh, Luther wasn't bad. Um, I think it was 55 and partly cloudy, a little bit of rain, and but the, like the 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 wind that you typically have in St. Peter at Gus Davis for anybody that's not been there. I mean, it is ripping, and there's nothing to protect it. It's up on the hill. So um, for the situation you're in, I think during the 5K, it started to pick up a little bit kind of towards the end. But other than that, it was wind-wise, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it, it usually picks up, I think, as the meet goes on. It feels like like as you get later into the afternoon, early evening, or even for this meet where it was just kind of – getting towards, you know, sunset time, late evening and stuff, it was starting to pick up a little bit. But, no, yeah, yeah, I I think we all know that, I mean, Steph, you've competed there. Coach, you've been out there for conference. It's going to be windy. It's just how much wind. Um, Because Morris (laughs) Morris is the same thing where it's like you're you're literally running next to a cow pasture. Yeah, you, you are literally throwing into it. Running and you're throwing into it. So, like, you're – there's not much – blocking um not at all no um i'll be bringing like 20 layers in case i need them yeah it's gonna be super windy i'm guessing (laughs) it's gonna be super windy um we'd be lucky if we had like little to no wind 
If um, it's like 10 miles or less per hour, oh, we're, I'll, be, I'll be doing cartwheels. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to when the weekend's done again. But I hope so. I hope so. Um, but yeah, kind of biggest take going into the weekend, Jake, and you just want to get after it, have fun. Like what, what's your, what's your biggest take going into it? What do you, what do you want to get out of this weekend more than anything? I think enjoy it because I mean, it's something that I wish I would have said as a freshman, but you don't get all of these all the time. The experience. You you don't get the experience of being at a conference meet. You don't get the experience of being at a championship event where there's more on the line than just racing for yourself. Um, Obviously like, there's going to be factors of that where, like, I will be, like, running for myself. Like, I want to be able to run and win a championship. I want to be able to run and hit a time. Obviously, with it being Morris, who knows? But um, I think being able to just enjoy the moment for what it is and not have to sit there and worry about, like, you know, I have to do this thing right. I have to do that thing right. I'm, you know, trying to keep myself composed and trying to just – enjoy each race for what it is I mean we've talked about it a little bit not going to give anything away on the podcast because I don't know when this is going to go out so if there's any any spies (laughs) out there for what um he doesn't know what he's doing yet I don't actually I have no clue (laughs) zero clue um but you know just for whatever I do end up um planning on running and stuff like that I just want to be able to enjoy it and run it as if it's my last race and then probably die, throw up a little bit and then, uh, go back out there, do it again and then go back to the uh, hotel and sleep and then do it two more times the next day. So just enjoy, enjoy the moment, enjoy what, uh, the moment brings and then just kind of go from there. Nice. And Steph, you've, you got a race coming up on Wednesday. Aren't you going to be jumping into a, a meet over at MSU this week? Yeah. yeah. Um, I got the 800. So okay, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, I ran one like a couple weeks ago at Carlton. So wasn't the greatest time. Obviously, the weather was pretty cold. Um, but no, I, I'm looking forward to actually getting out this Wednesday. Um, hopefully, it's you know some pretty good weather. I really wonder what the wind is going to really be like um, since it's been really windy the past few days. Oh, man, it's been so unforgiving. So like. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but I'm going to just go out there and do what I can and have fun. So Sweet. That's all you can do. Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not competing in any meets this week. So uh, you're, you're all going to have to wait until another time. Um <laughs> might be a really yeah. long time. But, uh, <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah, hey, I mean. <laughs> so um, well, we got to dive into some some professional stuff here too, huh? Um, Maybe a little bit. I mean, I think what better place than to start with just the insane game sevens that we saw in both hoops and in hockey uh, this, this last week. I think um, if we want to start with some, uh, what do you guys want to start with, hockey or basketball? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like we're going to spend more time on basketball. Uh, we so, probably want to so wait till this game's later, so let's start, let's start with hockey. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's start, start with, with hockey. hockey. If you thought the shenanigans were over in the last episode, Steph's <laughs> got his computer out again, so who knows how much pain. He's, he, yeah, we might all, lose him again. We're all watching 96-96 tied Boston-Philly. <laughs> so just to recap, the, the A's potentially most likely are moving to Vegas. You're caught up on that. We're good. Hey, leave me alone, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Um cheese hard and just nail the three. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna be it's gonna be Michael now. It's ASU gonna be the Sun other Devils. side. Um Shout out to the Sun Devils. 
yeah, rip the uh, rip the wild, dude. Okay, whatever. They are who we <laughs> thought they were, in the words of Dennis Green. Hey, in all honesty, they did better than we thought that w- they were gonna do. No, you know who did no. better than we thought they were gonna do? The Florida Panthers. <laughs> I was Seattle gonna Kraken. I was gonna come out <laughs> swinging at it right away, but yeah, let's talk about it. Seriously, Jeez. we gotta talk about the Florida Panthers. Th- this this series, first of all, shouldn't have gone past four games. I mean, I'm just going to be They just LeBron Boston. (laughs) (laughs) They just LeBron them. Just (laughs) crazy. Came back from 3-1 down. They beat the the best team in the history of hockey for a professional, like for a regular season. And the fact that they were even in it is crazy. Florida's not a hockey state. Let's just, you know, get that out there. Shouldn't even have a chance in this, but you know, whatever. Tampa Bay, I get it. Whatever. Can, can you they're say not, that they're now? also not in it. <laughs> um, but I mean, Florida Panthers. Like, are you kidding me? And there were fans from the Florida Panthers at this Boston game. I can't imagine what that's like because I, I was, I was at a, I've been to a Boston Bruins game when the Wild played them, and I was like one of five people wearing Wild sweatshirts, and my brother-in-law didn't even take his quarter zip off to show his wild stuff because of how much we were getting razzed (laughs) so that was a regular season game now i will say the wild did win we were pretty excited i was pretty excited about it but i was the only one leaving that entire arena that wasn't ticked (laughs) off um but i i can't imagine what that was like as a florida fan to be at that at that game it's like like just the uh atmosphere that's there well, yeah. and let's also, like, they were down 3-1 heading into the third period and came back and tied it. And then the goal they scored to win it in overtime, too. Like, you can talk all you want about just broken plays, never giving up on a play. Like, the puck is literally flying through the air, I think, for three or four seconds before the final shot is, like, like the final pass and shot is fired or whatever. And, like, even still, like, the goalie is on his near post, like, just covering the goal and somehow... They, they find a little crease between the goalie's helmet and, like, the bar, and it goes bar down and in. And I had said to you this morning at practice, like, I would say, like, he could do that again, same setup, probably wouldn't hit it, but knowing how much these players practice shots in, like, situ- different situations or whatever, probably could. Yeah. Probably could hit yeah. it, but at the same time, it's just, like, it's wild that that's how that ended on just a broken play, like, scramble for the puck, trying to get it out. Goalie feels like he's got his near post covered and so, it just goes in. So th- this is, you know, um, I've said this like a few weeks ago, but this comes to play as in of the resources that everyone has now. And, you know, the only they, past they skater in the, in the room right now, too, by the way, that's talking. <laughs> the Prince, <laughs> Stefan. Uh, so, look, the technology that they have in today's, you know, game for any sports is insane compared to what they had, you know, back then. So for him to make that shot, like I, I say he makes that shot probably eight out of ten times, right? Just because of how much they're going to practice and how precise they're going to be about it. They might even have like, you know, uh, like a, a guard on goal that only has like corner pockets open. You know what I mean? So like that shot that he hit up top on the crossbar was just like insane of where it was just placed. I know I've seen it for, like, soccer players, too, where they have, like, a big, like, screen they put up across the goal and you have to hit upper 90 or whatever. So I would imagine they would probably have something for hockey players, too. But, yeah, like, it's just it, – it's things like that, too, where it just feels like, oh, they're just screwing around being guys. Or, oh, look at that, I can hit, you know, 
bar down or whatever, and then you hit it in a game, it's like, well, I just use what feels like just screwing around with buddies or free practice, or whatever. I just <laughs> used it in a game to push my team further yeah. on into the Stanley Cup playoffs. So and yeah, it was just I think hurting for Bruins fans and in general is that this team that they had like built this year and obviously all the success they had it's going to be really hard to hold all of them. I think there's five of their players that were pretty like high up on rotation, including their captain, Patrice Bergeron. Like they're not sure like if they're going to be back next year, like they, they, they're going to get paid somewhere. They're all free agents. Um, so are they all going to come back and try to make another run at it? It's a long regular season to try to do the same thing you did in that regular season. And then, Hey, we got to play in the playoffs, which is as we all know, it's just that another level again, you got to bring it even more. So, and these are guys that are getting older too. I mean, Bergeron's 37. Um, Cresci is 37 too. So like they're getting older. It's not like they're going to have their legs under them forever. Um, So it sad, you know, we, we've seen the Patriots get to the Super Bowl undefeated and lose. Um, That was a (laughs) tragic A, a travesty in our household with Nicole being <laughs> a huge Patriots fan, my wife. So, Golden um, State, th- <laughs> Golden State three one, wasn't uh, the Indians were up three one? I think in twenty sixteen, Cubs came back and won. Yeah, it's tough. it's it's not even the it's not even the President's Trophy curse. It's just getting up three one. I mean, in hockey too, they talk about two goals is like the worst spot to be in. Yeah, we're just talking be- about that this morning. Yeah. The two goals is the worst spot to be in because you're up, you know, thinking like, okay, yeah, we should be fine. You kind of relax a little bit. They score one. It's like, oh, uh, and then all of a sudden it's even, you know, we saw it a bunch of times through the playoffs too, where like, even I think in the wild stars game, like teams were able to just score two in quick succession. So it's, um, yeah, a, a tough one to end on for sure. Especially considering that they went to overtime in game five then game six, I mean, it was just an absolute shootout. And then here in this one, you're going up 3-1 in the third period. and Yeah, it, it, absolutely crazy way to end um, any game. I'm I'm looking at the screen with Stefan right now, hoping he's good, and he's getting back in, so we're fine. <laughs> Talking about Tate. Snaps back to it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, congrats to the Panthers. A heck of a series. You got to keep going. I still think you're going to be the underdogs. <laughs> <laughs> in every series you play in, but uh, pretty awesome for them uh, to be able to do that. They're actually, I don't know if you heard about this, but the, the Panthers are limiting ticket sales for <laughs> to the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. <laughs> They're actually, I don't blame uh, them. <laughs> so this is Florida Panthers in a bid to prevent their arena from being overrun by Toronto Maple Leafs fans during their second round Stanley Cup playoff series. They're restricting ticket sales for home games to residents of the United States. <laughs> hey, look, whatever if you're the you Maple do, Leaves, man. if you're the Maple Leaves and you haven't won a playoff series in 19 years, you're on a roll right now. They, you better believe they're probably coming to any in every game that they can, especially against the defending Eastern Conference champions. Yeah, and to do it in overtime too at Tampa Bay, no less. Um. But yeah, I mean, huge huge win, first time in 19 years being able to advance in the playoffs and um, continue on the Stanley Cup playoffs. I mean, that's huge for Lightning fans. I know, or sorry, for Maple Leafs fans. I know I've heard some. Uh, I heard some people who were uh, 
Maple Leafs fans just at school and whatnot who were just like ecstatic, um, you know, just from winning a playoff series. So I can't imagine what Vikings fans will think when they actually make it back to the Super Bowl. But um, uh, no, huge huge win for the Maple Leafs. Um, and kind of like you said too, I think the Panthers are going to be the underdogs here to the Maple Leafs. But it'll be interesting. I mean, they did it once. Why not do it again? Why not us? I th- I saw a sign. Yeah. After the game, somebody holding it. Why not us? Um, you know, a series that's going on right now, Game 7, New York Rangers, New Jersey Devils. Um, this has been a series, too, that's that's been pretty uh, fun to throw on or um, switch to from time to time. Have you guys been able to see any of these games that they've been playing? I mean, obviously, 3-3. Again, obviously, you get to Game 7. It's, it's always exciting. But yeah. I think I think it's been an interesting series too because the Rangers took the first two in New Jersey, then the Devils came back and took two in New York, and then the home team has won each of five and six after that. So it's been just a back I and mean, forth. I mean, away teams just, winning game sevens like that's been crazy. Yeah. And I mean, to win any away game is is impressive in the NHL. But this playoffs se- season this I, year I, has for been all sports. Yeah, yeah, for, for, all, for sports, all sports. Yeah, for all sports. And we're, <laughs> We'll get to the others later, but yeah, like absolutely <laughs> all sports. It's been like, where's the home advantage? You know? Yeah. Is it and just the pressure you think that's getting to some of these athletes a little bit more? Do you think it's just like what? What is it? I, honestly, I, I have no idea. Because um, this it, year it's been different it, than it, previous. It, years. I think it would just come down to who wants it more, right? Like you, you can be you know coming in as an under, underdog, you know, playing away, right? But it, it depends on how you play and how everyone around you is going to gather around you, right? So all in all, like, it's anyone's game. Um, the fans could have a big part, but depending on if, you know, you get after it early, shut the fans up, and then, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. th- that, that is really going to – that's how you're going to win, you know, being away, you know. So Yeah, and I think w- especially with this Rangers-Devils series too, you're talking about – a lot of experience from the Rangers side of things versus not a lot with the Devils. I mean, two teams that were coming in, kind of similar records, similar on points pretty much. And you're seeing a guy like Jack Hughes absolutely just tear it up in his first playoff experience, taking on um, guys like uh, Patrick Kane and um, I think it's Shesterkin in goal for the Rangers. And it's been a really fun series where it's just been back and forth, back and forth. These um, games have been a little bit more blowouts, though, yeah. in their games. I they, mean, 5-1, five, one, five, five, one Rangers win, 5-1 Rangers win. Devils so won basically, a close 1-2-1, but then it was 3-1 <laughs> Devils, 4-0 Devils, 5-2 Rangers. I mean, it's not like it's 2-1, 1-0, If 3-2. the Devils, here's, here's the key to the game. If the Devils can hold the Rangers under five goals, they win. <laughs> That's it. Under five. Well, because (laughs) game one, they score five and win. Game two, they score five and win. Game six, they score five and win. All I'm seeing is if the Devils can just, you know, one, outscore the Rangers and win. Whoever gets the the Rangers get the five five goals. The Devil, I mean, it's. The losing team has only scored two goals, so I think if you get to three, you're good to go. Look, I don't know what you want from me. I'm just picking out patterns. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so other series that we've got. um, Saw the Golden Knights kind of walk through the 
in the first. It, it first, feels like they've been off forever. They've been off as long as the uh, Philadelphia 76ers were off, I think, before this series. Yeah. Um, Got through them in five. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I think, so you look at, like, the next, whoa, sorry. Um, you look at the next round right now. Um, man, do we have, so we have the Maple Leafs playing against the, the Florida Panthers. The winner of the Rangers and New Jersey plays against the Canes. Yeah, her, the yep, the Canes. Um, and then I would it, think the winner of this would be the the favorite going into that. You're thinking New for New Jersey would be the favorite going into the Canes. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I I could get behind that. I think. Um, and then uh, on the western side. The Golden Knights are going up against um, Golden Knights are going up against the Oilers, and then it's the Kraken taking on the Stars. That was aggressive. Gosh, and the Kraken. Know, let's talk about that Kraken Avalanche too. Like unbelievable Def- series, right? Defending Stanley Cup champs against a uh, second-year franchise making their first playoff appearance. I'm telling you, another team in Minnesota would be nice. I'm surprised we didn't see any octopus thrown out onto the ice after. It goals. was in Colorado, though. Oh well, right. At home, yeah, at a home game they might have. Ho- home game, I could see it. I, see I guess Pike's yeah, that'd be different. Entire yeah. fish supply being on the uh, ice after that. If <laughs> you just have a bunch of just fish out on the ice and they have to <laughs> sit there and clear it. I mean, does that happen after hat tricks? I th- they I just, think throw they just throw a out normally, but yeah, some crab. <laughs> They could. The Kraken, hey, if, if anybody's a Kraken fan, get to a game, go to Pike's Market before, stuff it He's in your shirt. walk in with a 20-pound fish. Ah, uh, yeah, that'll fly, but you can't have a purse more than <laughs> nine by five or whatever it you is. You didn't hear it from me first. I'm not taking taking the blame for it if can't somebody throw us ends under. up doing this. But, um, well, it's a good thing we don't have merch, otherwise they'd probably wear a merch and then that's true. just be thrown under. That's true. Yeah. Coming soon, hopefully. The... Um, <laughs> But again, Seattle in this series, I just feel like I, it was the same with Boston. I was just like, not not a chance. Like what? Like yeah, I'll go to game if if even if it gets this game seven. Like the Avalanche and the Boston and the Bruins aren't. They're not going to be out. Like it just blew my mind that both of them lost. Well, and I feel like the Western Conference for the NHL was just very deep. It's kind of like what we saw in the NBA too, where it was just. I think we had seven teams over 100 points, including this Kraken team who could barely score 60 the year prior. So, like, just the turnaround that this team had seen to then put up a fight against the defending champs, to then beat the defending champs on away ice in Game 7 was just astounding. And, like, watching it, too, it just felt like they they were playing like they had nothing to lose and Colorado was playing like they had everything to lose. And I'm wondering if that's what it is. If it's just teams are so tense because they know they're on home ice, they feel they have to win. Yeah, they're the I, higher seed in a game seven. Like they, the the second series games are going to be a little bit more interesting in the sense of, is this like a Minneapolis miracle moment where the next day they go and they wet the bed? So like they're in the next round and it's like, hey, wow, we weren't even supposed to get past the first round, and now we're here, and it, you know, yeah, the, the 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 shock and awe, the joy of it all, everything is just too much. They're overwhelmed and they. They're just not as talented as some of these deeper teams, like potentially the Oilers and the the Stars. I I think for it to be said, I do think the Oilers and the Stars um, 
obviously the Golden Knights are looking really good too. But I, I, I think the Stars, it's their series to lose against the Kraken for sure. I think so, yeah. Um, and then when it comes down to the uh, Oilers and the and the Golden Knights, I think the Golden Knights have looked pretty strong. But you also have Connor McDavid on the Oilers, who that series is is my pick to be the most exciting to watch. I think so. Next, next round, I I I think that one's gonna be because you look at the other ones, it's like I think yeah, I could get uh can I think. Whoever wins between the Devils and the Rangers, which our uh, statistician Stefan Prince just showed us, it's two nothing Devils right now in the second period. But I think whoever wins, um, or whoever wins between the Devils and the Rangers, I think that series with the Hurricanes could be a good one too. And yeah. I mean, now we have uh, not necessarily an unknown, but between the Panthers and the uh, Maple Leaves, I think that one could be interesting too. Because if the Panthers bring the same fight to the Maple Leaves, that could go seven as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, second round will be exciting. Um, we're still in for a uh, – what, what, what's the score right now? Is it 2-0 New Jersey's up? So um, that one is is getting closer and closer to being in the devil's favor. And Again, two-goal lead. Two-goal lead against an experienced team. I mean, the Rangers made it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. So. The losing team has had more than two goals. So we'll see if the Rangers yeah. can uh, – in, in this series at least, but – Rangers um, just sitting there going into the intermission. We got them right where we want them. Yep. Just yeah. fired up. <laughs> so, yeah, good good stuff in the NHL. Um, we're watching. Now there's a minute 14 left in the Celtics uh, 76ers uh, first round game. No, second round game. First game of the second round for them. Um, Steph, him, Curry. Dude. <laughs> okay, as we're as we're jumping into First this, thing, it's been, I'm gonna as go we're jumping back. into this. I'm no, I'm, I'm all no. on it. We're we're moving on to the NBA. Yep, I need to go back and just see how long between Stefan Prince, just noises we had, because I say one thing and I feel like it's been like 10, 15 minutes as we've just been talking hockey. He's just been over here just. Oh, yeah, Boston, thumbs. Philly. Oh yeah, look at the uh, look at the NHL score. If we, okay. if we listen to this, you might be hearing Stefan go. <laughs> hey that's okay um <laughs> but uh no okay so we're bringing up we're bringing up golden state and kings we're diving right into this i think i think we have to i from this 50 point incredible historic performance that steph curry threw down i'm putting this out there right did now you say if warriors? he wasn't before did, wait 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 first off did you say warriors or did you say kings to win the series, I said the Warriors will win the whole. No, way. I was I the said Kings. That I had I them the going all the, the way. Kings. I was the Kings. Ah, <laughs> this man doubted him. Hey, him it's the American carry. dream. It, let him live his dream. It's the American dream. <laughs> I'm so, I was light the beam till I died. Um, <laughs> light the beam. Curry said to light <laughs> the beam at the end of that game too. But um, he's got to be in the goat conversation. I'm done with LeBron being the only person playing that's even in that, and I don't think he belongs there, but I believe Curry is the best NBA player that's playing in the game right now. And I think if there's anybody that can even touch other GOAT conversation players like Jordan, I think Steph Curry has championships, and he has a pedigree. And, yes, he's played with maybe you'd say better players, but that's that's not the point. The point is how absolutely incredible Steph Curry has been every single year that he's played in the playoffs. So I'm just, just going to say this. I'm glad we don't have video. So if I found, sound far away, 
Because I am. I, I can't I can't associate my face with that. I'm just gonna be over here now. Uh, Do whatever you want. I think he's one of the best no, raw shooters no, of all look, time. Look. And so let's say Curry wins the NBA championship this year. That'd be his fifth, right? If he wins five, five and seven, I'm, right? I, I, I'm putting him in that top two, top three conversation. Okay. I, I, I will Jake definitely put pissed him in the You're not even in the screen. You it said was, you weren't going to be in the everything, screen. It was everything. I was fine with everything about Curry. Then you brought in LeBron, and that's when I just pulled myself back. I can't. I'm not doing a LeBron debate. If we're just stalking, if we're stalking, <laughs> talking about Curry, fine. But if you're bringing LeBron into this, I'm well, I just said, I just, I just said Curry's the best player that's playing in the game right now. Do I can either, take that. Do either of you believe that? I no, can. No, you are honestly, you're, you're correct. Jimmy he, Buckets might be having the best. Well, <laughs> the, j- j- the better okay, so playoffs. The, right the power now. rankings did come out for the first round. Oh, did they? Yes. Jimmy Butler was number one. Number two, obviously, Steph Curry. Yeah. Right. Um, no, it's huge. I mean, he's, Steph Curry willed his team to that win. He's doing things that. What I and you guys weren't even alive when MJ was doing this stuff, but I'm just telling you right now. Hey, <laughs> when now, MJ was sick I was and he was playing the way he was playing, I just remember in the game watching Steve Kerr go over to Steph Curry and he says to him in that timeout, "Hey, man, we got four timeouts left. I might just call a timeout to give you another rest." And Steph Curry just kind of nods in like a in a daze, and it's just like. This guy is literally, you talk about putting a team on your back. If we're being honest, he's oh the modern-day Michael Jordan. He is, and that's why And that's why I just met Curry and Goats. Like, that's if they're, like, that is just, <laughs> it's a conversation that I just, we'll talk more about Goats this summer sometime, but it is something that it's just incredible to watch. We are watching history with Jimmy Buckets and with Steph Curry right now with what they're doing for their own teams and and in their own lives right now. But Curry has just been this guy that every year, who doesn't want to watch this guy? Every year, every playoff series. One of the most exciting players to watch play. And oh man. And next round against the Lakers, I mean Storybook. It's storybook. It's literally Dude, if he beats the Lakers. I don't know I don't know how many of us took the Lakers at the start. I think we were thinking the Grizzlies were gonna play better. Shouldn't have doubted LeBron. No, hey, well, I took hey, the I, I took I the took Lakers. Lakers. Okay. Golden State. I didn't, you took the Grizzlies. I took I, the Lakers. So I'm all for two. <laughs> got the loser. But <laughs> Jenkins loser bracket is looking really all good. Right, so two who do you guys want? Because I'll take the other one. That way it happens. I'm taking the Warriors to the finals. I'm luck, taking the Warriors luck. to the finals. All I'm going to say is... And I want to see KD play Curry, so... Dude, <laughs> that would be insane. First, they have to win tonight's game. Even though it's away, they got to win. Right? They got to they gotta steal one away. So... You're talking about the Suns, right? I am talking about the Suns, okay. yes. I so. was, For I those was of you that don't confused. know either, I mean... And I'm throwing this out there as a, as a spicy uh, topic as well. What's going to be... What's going to be bigger this week? KD or the other KD? I'm talking about like Kevin Durant or the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> this Saturday, in case you listeners don't know, the Kentucky Derby will be taking place. So tune in, and uh, that's my little plug for the KD numero dos. But let's get back to the no, real yeah, KD we need here. video. So Kevin Durant, we didn't hear that. 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 <laughs> I, I was told you I was going to have some, some spicy stuff tonight. I was trying to figure out what other what other KD <laughs> you were talking about. 
So I'm was like, I. I was so Kenrick confused. Nun. Kenrick Nunn? No, not done. None. Uh, what? What? KD? Yeah, Kentucky Derby. It's gonna be a big weekend for sure. I think he shot that to me in a text message, and I was just looking at it confused. <laughs> I, I think like, I read what? over it because I'm like, he'll explain himself. I don't, <laughs> I just need to be here. Yeah. And the, I wish the, I wasn't, the, but the I just need to be here. Which KD will be bigger. Um, um, but KD, obviously Kevin Durant, he's got to have a big week um, this week to get him, get him going here. Um, I did not think that the Nuggets were going to win by double digits over the Suns in that one. To be honest, I thought the Suns were going to win game one. The Suns looked flat. Yeah. Kevin Durant had what? Seven turnovers. So he even acknowledged that himself, and he said he needs to play better. Um, so hopefully he comes out today shooting on all cylinders. And They're going to need to because I think the Nuggets, too, it's going to be the same thing that Jamal the Clippers Murray. were. I think it's the same thing that the Clippers were going to try to bank on and run with, but like the Nuggets have guys that can even come off the bench and provide sparks, and the Suns just don't have as much depth as the Nuggets do. Especially without campaign. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Like, again, those Sun starters are just going to have to run and play and, you know, play 40 minutes. It's crazy because they gave up so much in that Kevin Durant trade, right? Especially, like, the depth on their bench. Now they do have Kevin Durant, you know, in a, you know, in a star player. So but it's they're just like feeling it when it's, like, crunch time. Yeah. When yeah. they need rest. We talked about the Suns being a team. And I, I just remember us talking about this and, and me saying, like, man, do the, they have the legs the to only, hang with The only teams. team that they can lose to in these playoffs is the Nuggets and the Warriors. So the only teams? Yeah, that's what's at teams. Okay. The only teams that they can lose to would be the, the Nuggets or the Warriors. So you think if the Lakers get by the Warriors, they're not going to be – they wouldn't be able to beat the Sun? Nah. I, I would take that, yeah. I think so. I think I would take the Suns. I think so. But I also I also You're just would talking say, Western Conference. I mean, You're just okay. saying all the whole NBA right now. Here's I'm the thing though. Western Conference. Okay. Here's the thing though. I feel like both these series have the potential to go six or seven, which would work. They, they have the potential of going the distance. I think it's gonna come it, it's interesting because Denver did. They won game one. So they're playing game two tonight. This is huge. I think pressure's on the Suns for sure. They gotta win. You, you got to win one of these first two games. Obviously, you can go back home and you can tie it up after two more. But, like, you got to have some kind of light at the end of the tunnel hang, thing yeah. going on here. Um, if you're the Suns, I think. You know, uh, they've, again, you, you winning by double digits, I think, being yeah. surprised a little bit by that in the first, first game. Um, and, I mean, the Nuggets can be a very solid team, too, defensively. And I think that was something, especially in the Wolves series, that when the Wolves were in the games, it was because the Nuggets just weren't playing defense. So if they can play defense and buckle down on that defensive end, the points will come. They can come in bunches for the Nuggets. They don't, you know, if you go through a little scoring slump, there is light at the end of the tunnel for them, I think, more than what other teams have. But, uh, I mean, a good way to start for them, too, especially after – all right, you kind of get challenged a little bit by the Wolves in, in the first series. You still win in five, but, like, you know, it wasn't as quick and painless as a lot of people were maybe thinking or wanting or different things. And then you just come out against a lot better of a Suns team that on paper should be, like, a yeah, two-seed at least. And I think, you know, Steph, you, you mentioned this, though, pretty much whenever we've been talking about the playoffs. You, you said Jamal Murray needs to be the man. 
he he said it. He does. And 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 he he was and he the man. was the man in game one. It Can he do like, that? Can he do that in multiple games this series? We'll find out, right? If if there is such a thing, it looks like vintage he's a, Murray. He's a bucket. Yeah. He's a bucket. I can't say he's not. He he showed thirty four points in game the Phoenix one. Phoenix Suns, what he, he can do. He outscored KD. He did. So in that case, the Kentucky Derby, you're you're rolling right now. Uh, you're, you're you're the biggest KD this week right now. You're having the no. bigger week. As I of right it. now, I'm ban it. I ban it. I'm not going to wear it out, hats. but I ban it. We're all we're all wearing huge hats. Steph has a monster hat on right now that he's going to showcase. We do need video. Do I do I need? Should I bring bucket hats? Is it going to be too windy out? Because I'll bring my bucket hats for Kentucky Derby Week to for conference. Kentucky, we we might actually need to have fun hats for Saturday, for the uh, for the conference championship. So we get we get you Kentucky a propeller Derby. hat. We'll get stealth and well, stealth. I've got, I've got my like Kansas, I, I got my Jayhawk that? like bowler hat that I've worn. So um, we'll I get Steph a <laughs> umbrella <No>. hat. <laughs> Steph's having flashbacks. I have a bucket hat, by the way. I do have one. All right, so we're all just. I have a bowler hat. PDA bucket hats? Question mark. We can get it sewn into there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I have like use three permanent. We're gonna ones. use permanent marker, guys. <laughs> Not. On, I have. Wait. Okay. First off, Bree has a cricket machine. We can just <laughs> use that. <laughs> oh, perfect. Thanks, Bree. Shout um, out, Bree. So I, I think at the end of the day, you're right. And in, in the first game of Phoenix versus Nuggets, fifty-one uh, percent. Field goal percentage is what Phoenix was shooting, 47 for Denver. Uh, Phoenix had 16 turnovers to Denver's 10. Denver destroyed Phoenix in rebounds, 49 to 38. Um, and then in three-point land, Denver shot better than Phoenix as well, 43% to 30%. So there's some serious stats there that you know can't, can't be happening again. I, I'm kind of shocked most of all of those um, – Stats, not necessarily the turnovers or even rebounds, but three-point percentage. And Denver winning 43 to 30% in the game one for three-point percentage. Does that shock you guys more? than Not really. I think I think Denver Denver has a lot of great three-point shooters. You look at Murray, you look at Michael Porter Jr. Um, I think they even have guys like KCP, Kentavious, Caldwell-Pope, and... I mean, Phoenix um, was seven for I think 23. Bruce Brown, another Their guy that can shoot. bench is yeah. so deep. They're... they're they have a deep bench and they all can hit threes. So I don't think that was necessarily the surprising thing. I think the Suns just struggling to shoot and struggling on offense was maybe a little more surprising. Um, but I know, like, especially watching that um, Wolves series, like when Jokic wasn't getting touches inside and working inside, they were looking at, you know, either creating for Murray or hitting a three. So. Yeah. I mean, Denver led that game by 25 points. So that was their largest lead. I think it, they they dominated the game. Yeah. Right. They made Phoenix talked about this too, but look like a patch doll. They looked old. And <laughs> I think that's a little bit. And that kind of that made me think like, man, the Suns aren't up for it. Because I thought the Suns again would be a team that got to the Western Conference Finals before the playoffs started. But after game one, it's like checking myself like, geez, you know, are they I, who I thought they were, or is this like the team that I thought they they've been in the past? And they, they can't they can't get over the hump of kind of being their maybe own worst enemy or just t- getting too banged up and not being able to go the distance because of their players being a little bit older than. I others. think that is something that's going to catch up with the Suns. I do feel that you know if the Suns can't win the series, obviously, like I feel like they go into this off season 
having to rethink their whole team a little bit. Jokic coming in. <laughs> is, is, is he going to switch? No, not Jokic. Uh, da, uh, Doncic? Oh, Doncic? Okay. You think, you think he's going to come into Phoenix? Well, no. I mean, we can we can talk about the Mavs once we get out of the playoffs because I do have something that I, I saw on Twitter later. But but I do feel like, you know, in the offseason, they're going to make some moves. Hopefully they make some moves where they can, you know, find some, you know, um, role players to come off the bench. Um, someone that can give them good numbers. Um, I don't know where they're going to find, you know, the said person. But they have to do something. They have to figure it out. Yeah, they um, do. They're, yeah, I. They're and and I think and and maybe and maybe they need to like infuse some youth into this team a little bit more. I mean, so, I know. Yeah, I do have a I do have a question, a topic question. But do you think the area of this like s- s- constructs super teams? Do you think we're kind of moving past that now? Because I, I mean, again, we're seeing a team like the Suns, who they're a four seed. They have all the star power they could want with Booker, with Aiton, with Kevin Durant, with Chris Paul all these big-name guys, but then we're also talking about having the pieces behind them. Do you think that there's just too many guys now on this team that just demand too much time, that they well, don't have the youth and the pieces behind them, or do you think, like, it's just this roster was constructed differently? I mean, you look at the Nuggets roster, though. They have star power. They if, do. If I'm, if I'm being honest now, like, about just the NBA as a, as a whole, right, yes, you can construct a super team, but – right now in today's game there's a lot of superstars on a lot of teams right there's there there's a there's two or three superstars on you know most and teams some in of the these, NBA some of these superstars like you're you're not getting baggage they're superstars but they don't play they get injured and they're out all the time shout out Kawhi Leonard <laughs> shout out Paul George who I think's played 5 games in a Clippers uniform i get anyway <laughs> All I'm saying is there's guys on these teams that, yeah, they're stars, but how many years were they stars before they started getting on these super teams? And now that they're on a super team, they're not playing. It's, it's tough. It's, it's interesting. And I think part of it is you got these guys that are young and hungry. Um, All I'm saying is that this year playoffs have been totally different. Yeah. Totally different. There's literally, Oh, they'd be totally different if the, if the Warriors would have lost against the Kings. But the, the Warriors are hanging on a little bit. To, to I mean, like, it, it'd still be like a lot last. different if the Bucks were to beat Miami Heat as well, right? It, yeah. Sorry, Jacob. I <laughs> look. It, it, it was look, coming. It, happened, it was coming. It happened. I said that was the one team they you proved me that. right, <laughs> and they did prove you right. It is what it is. Tough, <laughs> tough, tough. And the crazy thing is, they got the you know the the game one win away. You know, in did New you, York. Did you see who won? By the way. For what? Huh? Celtics seventy sixers. Oh, oh, the Sixers one. I know. James Harden had forty five so points. This is this is a this is something that and this is without Embiid. I do think the seventy sixers are a different team with Embiid, and I think the Celtics trying to figure out how do you play the the Sixers without Embiid is is a little bit about what happened here tonight. But before I make excuses, the Celtics have had the lead in multiple games in the playoffs and not finished. I said last time when they ended up getting through the first round that I thought they'd learn from that. Some people they think, had a some lead people against, against the, the Sixers some and they didn't that, hold it. Yeah. Some people think that timeouts need to be called. It's it's, there's a frustration. I, I think Boston's just under a cloud right now. 
it, it's tough. I mean, they it's, it's they ha- they have had a bad Boston. a bad end of April. It, the, I mean, May. the Red Sox aren't playing bad. Yeah, the Red Sox are holding on. They're yeah. at least above the Yankees. Not trying to switch that's all that really matters to hey, be hey, honest. You're above the you're above the Yankees. Potentially the Yankees in the playoffs are just as long as you finish drowning the top right four now. in that division. Yeah, the, you know, that's fair because so, that's probably what it would take to make the playoffs so, anyways. Um but y- again Celtics are, are I think um you know, they're they're disappointing fans right now in the, in the fact that they just can't finish games. They've got players, they've got talent. They have a team right now that it's not like they need to go on the market and shop for players. They don't need to find depth in a bench. They have players that can come in and score. Literally they have, have one the sixth, man of, the sixth man of the year. So Four roster. Uh, yes, like you said, they had a fantastic coach that ended up having to sit out, and now he's leaving and going to uh, Houston. Houston. And and so they've had this. Um, this coach in here now that is, is he the guy that's going to be around next year? I think if they lose this series with a half mast Embiid, I, I don't know if he's going to be around, even though they had the season they have. Yeah. Year. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I LCS know fans will want a different, different coach. Um, I mean, yeah. I talk about being in a tough sports town with Boston like that. Can we also talk about used to too, winning a just, lot? So. They are used to winning a lot, but you t- you, you look at it right now; it's all big market uh, teams in the NBA that are still in the playoffs. You got Miami and New York. You got Boston and Philly. You're talking about Denver here. Denver and Phoenix, like you can get a pass, but then you also have <laughs> Golden State and Los Angeles. Also. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. eight. Those are yeah. all the seats that are left right now. One through eight. One through eight. First time, what? In reseed them years? and forget about conference. Yeah, pretty much. Just reseed them. Denver playing Miami. That would be fun. Then you that could get, be the uh, NBA Finals, everybody. You get two seven. <laughs> two seven would be the Celtics and the Lakers. Another, another. I don't think that that's probably the farthest from happening. Three but six would be Sixers and Warriors. That could happen. And then four five would be Knicks and Suns. Yeah, that might be the farthest from happening. I don't know if I would want to see Sixers versus Warriors. You just thinking want, I, from I, I, like enjoyment perspective? Or? I just don't want to see those colors on the court clashing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a white jersey, so what's the other one? You just don't like the gold or the no, blue. I'm just saying there's going to be too much blue and different like other colors involved. It's going to be those colors that we're seeing right now <laughs> as the Suns and the uh, Nuggets are about to tip off game two. Um, so bump over to the Knicks and Bulls conversation a little bit in this second round series. That's Knicks and, Knicks and Heat. Heat. Sorry, I keep thinking it's Jimmy, Jimmy Bucket. So I think Bulls <laughs> instantly. I don't know why I still think that. Um, Jimmy Butler, known Minnesota Timberwolf. For a year and a half. And I, I think of him more as a bull than a Timberwolves either. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> but um, That's where he started his career. So. Dude, like Heat and Knicks, honestly, that was such a fun game. To, I, did you guys watch the game? The whole um, game? I, 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 I watched the first half, and the Knicks were up. I watched the first half. Knicks were up. I took a nap. I woke up. And it Stars was were the, out. It, hey, it was the end of the game, and it was just hey, like, Raj. it was Jimmy Butler doing a post-game interview. And I'm just like, huh? I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, they just won the first game on the road? This is crazy. But they it, looked so much better than the Knicks in the second half. Oh, I believe it. Like, I mean, it was the Knicks probably looked so flat. and Just floating away. E- even Brunson didn't have a single three-pointer. 
in the entire game. Yeah. And what is crazy is that he had 25 points. Imagine if he had a couple three-pointers to go down, right? Like 25 points with no three-point field goals made. Yeah, I I think the interesting thing now, too, we talk about the Embiid injury. It's going to be what um, Butler can do now with his ankle. Um, you know, he they said, like, he was just kind of like the decoy, essentially, on offense and whatnot. But, I mean, he, right now, with how battered this Heat team is, you, you're out Hero, you're out Oladipo. Um, it's... it's it, it's it's how well can you hold together through the playoffs? We talked about this. How are they teams. winning with but, you know, but contributors? They like outscored the Knicks fifty eight to forty six in the second half of that game. That's how like just the Heat were on. They were finishing yeah. it out in and front of a packed New York crowd. I mean, talk about an expensive ticket. We talked about the first round, and we were t- looking at ticket prices and everything. It's and even more ridiculous now. The New York Knicks. A ticket to go to like Madison Square Garden and see Jimmy Buckets play, like has to be like insane. Well, and like even looking like, at the Warriors Lakers series, I think and for th- the Lakers it's like five hundred fifty, and then the Warriors it's like four forty or and something. And you guys like, probably know the name, but like back in the day, Tim Hardaway, Alonzo Mourning, going to the New York and go, going to the Madison Square Garden and and playing against New York Knicks teams of old with like. Um, Allen and Starks and I mean, you can even throw Ewing in there if you want. Like the, it was like, that is what it felt like. Like even Pat Riley was there like courtside. Like it, like it was old school. Like these are teams you want to see playing each other in the playoffs. Well, Pat Riley, of course is going to be there, dude. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, but he's there, you know, like it's iconic because it's the Knicks yeah. heat. It's the Knicks heat. So that and Dwayne Wade was there, Dwayne giving Wade his lo- love. There's after a lot the game of stars pick. there, actually. But it was just fun having that. Is that is what the series is? It's the Knicks and the Heat. And in my opinion, I, I think the Heat are a better team right now. I, I, with what they did with the Bucks, I think the sky is the limit for that team if Butler's healthy. We've brought this up multiple times on the show, and when we do, it seems like the guy's fine. He when is, we talk about people is, being injured. So he is probably the most injuries. important person on any team. Besides Steph Curry, maybe. Steph Curry won A and Jimmy Butler won B. Both of them would LeBron be. is two. I mean. No. No. I'm still going back to Jimmy Butler is the is the is the only player in the NBA where his team literally needs him. He's playing with a bench. That's who he's playing with as a starting five. Like how big of a bench? They have like forty-eight they have inches, sixty inches. Uh, <laughs> look, <laughs> when you, you have can't starters, say he's when, playing when, with the bench around if, me. If you're ha- if you're having your you know players that are on your starting five start on the bench, right? And you're having the bench players actually start the game and play, get most of the minutes, the crunch minutes. And Jimmy Butler is your own, only starter. Maybe Bam out of body uh, <laughs> out of bio. Yeah. Out of bio and <laughs> Kyle. Well, no, Lowry's not even in there Dude, either. No, because he's coming off play, the bench. Bam yeah. has been playing awesome though. So this this is what I'm saying. Like he he is the most important player on any team right now in the NBA, in the playoffs, really. Yeah. Yes, and Steph Jokic, Curry is Jokic on, on on the Nuggets. Is probably. I I think every team has their a one their one a player that like if you if they don't have them they're not they're not who they are. 
Like if let's be honest, if Jokic isn't in this, the, the Nuggets aren't even in this series. I would I, mean, I would argue that I, like I would still argue like I they would, still have good players. They have great. You they have this, a great you team. You think the Suns are the, here without roster. KD? Yes. Yeah. They were already there without yeah. KD twice. Yeah. They had well, the best record of the NBA last year. Yeah. We saw what happened there. Like well, they were still there. They well, made it. All they care about is winning a championship this year. I'm saying a championship team. But yeah, I. You're right. There are players that are more important. Um, go his, Bucks. His team has no death right now. <laughs> like his team just is bad. I. But so, but do you? So do you have the Heat win in the series? If I Butler's do, healthy, I, I, if I you do have read, the Heat yeah. win in the series. I. It, that, but that's obviously if Butler is healthy, as you say, and and obvious, and honestly, Julius Randle hasn't played a game yet. You know, in the series, he hasn't played the first game. I don't know if he's gonna play the second game. Like, we have to see if he plays or not. It's yeah, gonna but be Bam re- will cancel him out. Like you think Bam, so? Yeah, I do. I, I do think Bam will cancel him out. Yeah, but it, then it, you have to have someone who's going to guard Mitchell. Yeah, and that'll, that'll be, I think, potentially what the difference is. I don't – you think you, they, they're going to put Bam on Mitchell instead of Randall if he's in? Uh, I think they put him yeah, on Randall. I, I, honestly, I, 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 honestly, I think they do. If anybody's playing against Randall, it's Jimmy Butler. Ooh. That would be a – Jimmy would ask for that too. I don't know if – but if you're being smart about his ankle, you're probably not putting him on him. Well, you're not going to have it, him guard it, Brunson then. It's it, you got to be careful with who you're having him guard. Yeah, no, yeah. That, no that, that's true. That's true. But we also have to see how he recovers because, you know, obviously the stuff that they're going to have for him as an NBA player, you know, is just going to help his recovery, you know, that much quicker. Um, obviously, it's a rolled ankle, and, man, did it look bad. <laughs> like, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it looked it really look bad. It was. Um, but he got up and kept playing, shot his free throws, and finished the game. So knowing Jimmy Butler as a person, I think he's still going to come out in this next game, game two, and play hard. For sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he big men that have stepped up in these series, I, I think Looney deserves a little bit of a shout-out <laughs> for his his rebounding what was nonsense. One of his stats? Like, it was like four Dude, points in like 22. 22 yeah. yeah. Dude, can you – but he, he was a workhorse. It's, and and it's, he, I, he would have yeah. had more if he could hit free throws. He missed a few free throws. But like – Dude, that guy was going beast mode. All he has to do is get rebounds. Like he has That's scores. All they, need him to do. they have people who are going to shoot. The Kings couldn't do. I mean, they they couldn't do anything. They went on a such a long. They went on such a long scoring drought, and then watching like, oh my boy Sabonis, like with the black eye, dude. This guy, <laughs> he was going through there, it. You, do you know what's <laughs> the most scariest thing about the Warriors team? They played like crap yesterday. Besides Curry. Besides Curry. Yeah. They played like absolute trash. No one was hitting shots. I don't even know what Clay Thompson went like one Dude, for 11 Clay or something Thompson like that. Clay Thompson was terrible. terrible yesterday. Well, yeah, it wasn't game terrible. six, though. It, 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 it wasn't. He didn't play too well in game six either. But the truth <laughs> is they won by they didn't win by five. They didn't even win by 10. They won by 20. And it was dominant that whole game, too. As we're bouncing back and I forth think, between series here, but I think I think the funny thing was there was a play where like they were trying to move the ball around and the pass came over to Wiggins and then here just comes Curry. He like comes and steals it from Wiggins and Wiggins just stands there and watches Curry just go and score a two pointer. He's just like, all right, whatever. Like he just was on like court side. Like the ball wasn't even supposed to come to him. He was just kind of there. Yeah, Looney had eleven points, twenty one boards. He's he's averaged twenty. Over 20 boards in every other game in that series. That's incredible. I mean, it really is. Green had a, a rough, rough day. 8.6 rebounds. 
Um, no, that's typical for green. Yeah, that's pretty typical. That's typical I mean, for green. Yeah. a couple more boards. His assists were good. He had eight. Yeah, um, see, that's yeah. See, that's what he does. He no, yeah, that's green. That's green stat but line. Clay Thompson, yeah. two for ten from behind the arc. Yeah, he's, so he's see still that. at sixteen points, which is actually not horrible. Yeah, but how many free but throws? Two for ten. Um, he, he had two field I don't goals. Have the free throw stuff, but his two field goals, goals were four for nine. He didn't four even have. 19. I don't even think he had. Uh, he had like what one three pointer made. Two, two, two. Dose. Yeah, I think he said what two. He had two three pointers, two for ten. Yeah, and still. only five boards for him, one assist. He he had of all the players, I think he had probably the roughest game on the Warriors for sure yesterday. Now imagine when the team is actually hitting shots, right? Even the bench, because Jordan Poole, you know, he didn't play that well yesterday either. No, um, I, I you know, and I think on the other side of of it with the Kings, I think that like finger injury maybe played more of a factor in the next game. Like, I don't know. He had 16 points. Fox had 16 points yeah, as but their the game 1A. before he had like 30 something. Yeah. I think he just, I think he just struggled. I, I, I think he to just be honest. struggled. I don't think it was anything to do with the finger at all. No. Did he I, win clutch? He, he, he did. did yes. But like you're playing when Stephen Curry is in the zone, he was in but yesterday. A bigger clutch moment than yesterday. Steph just proved it. Yeah. Well, that but the when, experience behind everything. Like yeah. I said, the experience is what's going yeah. to win the games. It's not going to be um, who's It's different or being whatever. clutch in the regular season and playing in your first season. You get to your first ever game seven. No, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that I think that plus like Steph's been in how many games? Game like seven, seven game series or whatever. Yeah. This was Fox's first. I think you can give him a pass. On this one, yeah, like y- you want to, you want to um, see the stars. The obviously, team is, the team is young in general. Yeah, like the, the Kings are they, a young. They team. just got a bad draw with the playoff. You know, with the playoffs, they, they just got you know the defending champions. Unfortunately, they got Stephen Curry. That yeah. was their kryptonite. If I say if they played against you know a few other teams in the playoffs, you know, or if they got matched up with any other team, they could possibly win that series. It's just they got matched up with Stephen Curry. Yeah. Also, interesting thing, too, I don't know how much you dive into, like, the plus-minus stuff or whatever, but the entire Warriors starting lineup, aside from Clay Thompson, was plus 25. Clay was actually plus 30 when they were on the floor. Their bench was, I think, one guy was minus 13. Like, their bench was the exact opposite. Like, the starters were... They maybe weren't scoring, but they were obviously doing something, whether it was defense, you know, yeah, the doing ben- whatever. <laughs> their bench was trash all the, like series. The entire Kings um, starters, besides Keegan Murray, was minus 20, whereas their bench was like plus four, plus four, plus two, you know. Well, I mean, and Sabonis still had 22 points or something like that. Sabonis had a good game. He played, if you watched the game, his fourth quarter was horrible. And and it yeah. was to getting to the point where I was like, dude, like you can't lose this game for the Kings. Like you're my man, you're like having a horrible game. He did. He had such a bad fourth quarter that it was kind of like, dude. Yeah. And nobody was hitting anything for the Kings. I think Monk wasn't hitting anything in the fourth quarter. Fox was ice cold. Um, turnovers galore. Sabonis couldn't rebound at the end of that game, and you could just tell they were they were worn down. And this is the young team, right? We talk about these older teams. Yeah, how tired they must feel. But th- this is the young team that they're supposed to be having that energy. But um, heck of a series, and I think we're all excited for the Lakers, Warriors. Yeah, we're ready for that tomorrow. Yeah. Um, man, any other 
takeaways from NBA playoffs right now, Steph? Like, what do you? I don't even know. I think, uh, we, I think we hit we hit all the games, right? For the most part. Um, I think it's it'll it'll. This is where the fun stuff starts happening now because the screws tighten a little bit. The screws do tighten a little bit. Um, yeah, you need the stars to really shine in these in these playoff series now. Not that they weren't before, but do we think this is the last time Curry and LeBron will play each other in the playoffs? I do think this is the last time they may play each other in the playoffs, unless they matched up again next year. But it, it, like it's ve- it's very unlikely to match up against the same team that you played against, um, especially like in the first round. Maybe in the second round or third round, but we just have to see how everything plays out. Um, but yeah, this this. Uh, this there's another reason why I say if Stephen Curry, you know, beats the Lakers and he goes on to win an NBA championship, he will be considered as a top two or th- top three candidate in my GOAT conversation. I like it. Season leaders are still Clay Thompson with 21.9 for the Warriors and Austin Reeves for 13 points per game for the Lakers as we're going into the series. <laughs> I think that's that has to be off a of games played. Has to be. I, I, I honestly, that's hilarious. I really want to know who are they? Who are they going to have guard Stephen Curry? Ooh. The Golden State Warriors have too many shooters on that team. It's going to be hard just to guard Steph. Are James and Davis for sure like playing like Mo Bamba? Should be. Should be. I think Hachimura will play too. Okay. I don't know. Like it just says injury report May first. Doubtful for James, doubtful for Davis, doubtful for Mobamba. Pat Patrick Baldwin Jr. for the Warriors, doubtful. Well, Mobamba is not playing. Um, let's see. That's what but I'm saying. That's that's just the injury report. That's uh, for today. James has right foot soreness. Well, even Davis, if he's healthy, he be playing. Davis, I have listed as probable. He's got. I mean, throw Kawhi on the team for a bit, and Paul George, they I can all ride the bench. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think it's more just maintenance stuff, but they have to report it as to why they weren't fully practicing or whatever. I don't know who they're going to have. Um, like, yeah. Who who do you think is going to be guarding? Um, I mean, Schroeder. Yeah, but he's not going to be guarding the whole game. Maybe D'Lo. It, you know what I want to see? I want to see Green guarding James. Uh, <laughs> It'll probably that, happen. That would probably be the matchup. I would be. I would be surprised. I want to. I want to see that just because. Well, okay. I feel like he can hold his head against. LeBron and at least bring that toughness that you need. And do you put Green on LeBron or do you put him on Davis? Or are you going to have Kevon Looney play Davis? Kevon Looney can play Davis. He Kevon Looney is a reboarding, rebound, reboarding, rebounding, rebounding, <laughs> superstar, sorry. rebounding animal, right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Anthony Davis is a force, but we'll we'll see what 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 Looney can do against Davis. Um, yeah, he's he's kind of like the guy that could be a little bit of like he's the a dog. game changer. He's a dog right, for this. Yeah, like like he could be the guy if that he all can the, get the rebounds with the game that he had twenty one boards. He has to twenty one boards to out rebound game. Anthony Davis every game of the series. He has but to out rebound. But even if he like he draws even with it, and he like let's say he holds Davis to fifteen points. Yeah, like that's that's a win. Right, if you if you I, both I say, get like I 10, say, 15 boards, if he can hold them under twenty five, I say that's a plus. Yeah, if you can hold Anthony Davis under twenty five points per game throughout the series, that's a plus. Who do they have coming off the bench for 
for Green and Looney? Like, are, like who else would they well, have being well, able to Green play? Green is coming. Well, at the moment, Green is coming off the bench. Right. So who else? Oh, is no, he started. He, he started last year. He started, game? yeah. I thought he was coming off the bench. But you also forget there's also Andrew Wiggins, who also couldn't guard LeBron. That's true. I think Wiggins, Wiggins has kind of revitalized his career, especially with just being – he was a defender last year for the Warriors he in is, that Celtics he's series. He's now playing winning basketball. Yeah. It's it's sad to say, you know, someone from Minnesota left and got better, but it's it happens all the time. Zach Levine? I just want to see Rui Hachimura playing a little bit, and I think they might put him out there for a little bit guarding. Uh, hey, he, he had the most games in game one against the, the Memphis Grizzlies. So. He's got length. I mean, the guy is 6'8". Go Zags. 230. Go Zags. Go Zags. Go Zags. Go Blue. Sorry, Frank Kaminsky isn't in the playoffs. Frank the Tank. <laughs> yeah. Missed that guy. Sad Sabonis is out. Sad day. It's just, uh, I think we pack it up and go home. <laughs> it's just sad. End on a sad note. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, some good talk there about some NBA playoffs. Um, NFL draft. Yeah. We 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 got to touch on some of that first of all. All I'm gonna well, we should probably just go through like, just we, pick a couple like. of teams. Sure. We ain't going pick by pick. We don't need to go pick by pick. Okay. I think we have enough time to maybe talk about. Um, I was gonna say we could. I mean, <laughs> we could just go by teams and what we liked, what we saw they get grabbed or whatever, and that we liked. All right, one team I want to talk about the the, the Lions. I want to talk about the Lions. You're all up in arms about that. What in the world was all that? <laughs> Dude, I think they just needed weapons. And honestly, like they, they drafted a running back that they're gonna have as their one A guy. I look, I, I like it. And then it made sense with the whole DeAndre Swift pick, which by the way, the Philadelphia Bulldogs is now um I heard maybe being registered for trademark. We'll see. And Georgia's but, gonna become the Georgia Eagles. Yeah. But no, I I think understanding what they were thinking with Swift made sense with the Jameer Gibbs pick. I still think it was a bit of a reach for Jack Campbell in the um, in the first round because I, I think he would have been there later in the draft. But, I mean, we kind of talked about it. You see a guy that you want, you might as well go get him. But, yeah, I was I was just it, – it completely – I think it shocked Gibbs that he got selected that high. Yeah, I, I, I think there there's, there's something to be said about it, though, because – Campbell wasn't the first linebacker to go off, and and I, I think you see runs happening. We saw like a record four wide receivers in a row go between yeah. twenty and twenty four. Um, Do you like Jordan Addison, by the way? Completely switch gears. But I mean, I was going to talk about that too. Yeah, um, Steph, you go first. Well, hey, I'm going to say great pickup for the Vikings. Yeah, right. you like it. I, I, honestly, I do like the pick. Um, they they lost, you know, a good wide receiver, Adam Thielen. Um, but they gained a pretty good, you know, incoming rookie. Honestly, I mean, I feel like he can bring a lot to the game. Um, pairing him with, you know, Justin Jefferson might be something crucial. Um, and then you get two wide receivers on the rookie contract deal still. Like, what's, what's not to love about that? You know, and they're both young. I mean, the next thing I have to do is just draft a, you know, probably draft another quarterback eventually or find another quarterback just because uh, I think it's the last year in Kirk Cousins' deal, if I'm not mistaken. It's interesting that they traded back from 
23. No, they picked Didn't him at they? 23. They picked him at 23. I think I they got traded. I picked as 24. He was the 24th pick. Well, that's technically cuz remember the oh, that would be that would be forfeit. Okay, so yeah, Miami forfeited. Okay. Um but it's interesting cuz like you know Jackson Smith and Jigba on the board at 20. You know, as a Vikings fan, you're kind of like trade up three picks or four picks or whatever and give like a seventh round or a sixth, whatever. I know the Vikings don't have a lot of picks, but if you're really trying to find like, I like Jordan Addison, but if you're wanting to get one of, and again, he's one of the top four. So you got one of the top four. Um, but Jackson's sitting there and it's still 20. I don't think you had to give a lot away. I think you switch first round picks and you give a seventh round and you all of a sudden go and you get the number one receiver out there. Well, and I was thinking, too, because we had talked a lot about Kalaja Kansi going to the Seahawks, I think, in my mock draft at least. But, like, he was picked the pick before, and I was kind of wondering maybe the Seahawks were thinking of going with Kansi because who'd they go at five? They went with Witherspoon at five. So, yeah. like, they – I was wondering, all right, Which Kansi's I thought kinda, was interesting because I didn't see a lot about I him didn't. going that high. So you trade back if you can, right? But they didn't trade back. They thought he was, hey, we want this guy at five. Well, and I mean, you think about the Seahawks secondary too. the The problem wasn't really the secondary; it was just that interior line on that defense last year. So I would have thought, you know, they would try to go with a, um, a Jalen Carter who was there at five. Ended up going corner, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see now because they had uh, who was it, Woolen? I think Tariq Woolen, who had like seven picks last year, or something like that, who's coming off a really good first year. Dude, and they and they like bolstered their running back. Mm-hmm. Or picking uh, Charbonnet from UCLA, who's a beast of a running back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Seattle did really well. Um, and, and kind of really touching back on just your Jack Campbell thing before we started this run on yep, different yep, positions. Yep. You know, Will McDonald, I don't think was like a top 50 grade for a lot of people, period. And he went 15 to the Jets. It's like Aaron you Rogers get Aaron Rodgers, you draft defense. getting help offensively, though, um, so... It was Nothing just new it, in that, New York. That was a little interesting to me with that pick. And and I think that set off the Lions saying, like, hey, we better take our linebacker that we really like. Because if we don't take him in the first round, by the time we come around again, like maybe we actually won't get our guy. Cause, so I, I think that was part of what happened there, maybe. Yeah. Um, Bryce Young going one. I was, I was flying high on the first four picks. I went <laughs> one, two, three, four. And then Seattle picked Evan Witherspoon, and everything went to <laughs> went to everything pot. went downhill. But they, I'm sad Seattle didn't actually take Will Levis. I was <laughs> hoping on a prayer. Dude, <laughs> how, how, fa- how far he fell? He dropped. Okay, so here's here's another. You must feel bad for the guy. For topic bit, question: but He's going to the NFL, so you can't feel too bad for him. Do he you do role. you guys fault him for not being at the draft room day two? I mean, if I I would have been there. If, yeah, if I was a player, I, I would have been, been, been there too. Because if we're being all honest, like, look, going into the season, we didn't know who Will Levis was. was People well, said was Will's well, like a little bit of a cocky guy mm-hmm. in like their meetings that they had. Like he was just a little bit like, just over, overly like, confident. Yeah, yeah, about stuff. And it's not he's a bad guy, but it's like, okay, here's a guy who he's like, hey, I should go around one. I remember the guy from UCLA that went to the Cardinals. What was I can't remember his name. Uh, Dorian Thomas Robinson or Thompson. He's Rob- a quarterback. 
Yeah, DTR or whatever his name no, was. No, 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 not this year. It was oh. like a couple years back. He went to Arizona. Oh, Josh Rosen? Yeah, yeah. And, and he was kind of a guy, too, that was like, hey, I, like, I'm, you know, first-round guy, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he dropped. Was, like, has he been playing at all? No, he, he hasn't. He dropped to, so, what, like, 10? He dropped I think to 10, he was, but he thought he was going, like, one. early. Yeah. And, and, um, and, and, and he hasn't even sniffed a field really yet. So I, I think it's – listen, he's going to be a project wherever he is. Obviously, the, the Titans, like – they want to be able to say, hey, Tannehill's our guy. This is a guy that might get reps, but nothing's for sure there. I think their quarterback situation is still probably a little bit shaky to make a run at the Super Bowl. Because you also have Malik Willis there, too, who was, what, third round last year, if I remember right? I think so. I'm not, I'm not completely sure. And they tried throwing him in there. and like, So, hey, if they've got a new quarter, I don't know, like, what their quarterback coach is, who their quarterback coach is now, what he's done. They need like, some receivers, though. Yeah. I thought that's where they were going to go. I think we all thought honest. that's where they were um, gonna go. Not with their first pick, but I did think they were gonna they were gonna start kind of um moving that direction. And if I look at they went offensive tackle with Skronsky at eleven. And then Levis at uh number two in the second round. So I think the offensive lineman was great. Mm-hmm. Will Levis was a you know, they picked him. I think the running back they probably could have drafted a wide receiver, but they went with um a running back instead from Tulane. Uh, Josh Wiley, tight end from Cincinnati, I think was a pretty good like pickup for them. Um, I, I don't know much about the offensive tackle from Maryland, and I'm not going to lie, I don't know anything about the UT Martin guy, uh, <laughs> wide how, receiver. How crazy was it that the Texans got back-to-back, you know? That was, that was wild. Right away, that was wild. I mean, <laughs> because I was... I was um, Oh, shoot, what was I doing? I forget, but I was just, I, like, I had the draft on in the background. I'm like, okay, Young and Stroud, like, kind of cruising, and all of a sudden I see the Texans are on again. I'm like, wait, what? Trading up. Traded up, and I I think it was smart, though, because, like, you kind of want to set the tone, new head coach, and trying to, like, turn the corner with everything and whatnot. And I did want to see Njigba go play with Stroud. That I'm not would have been really if cool. they didn't trade that yeah. pick, but, um, and I did th- – I think maybe wide receivers would go early if they didn't because I think they might have started that run of wide receivers. And how about the uh, Cardinals taking a guy that Kyler Murray wanted, Paris Johnson? Actually listening to the quarterback? <laughs> he, he Look, all I'm going to say is that Kyler Murray has to be ready for the season. You know, he's coming off an injury. Has to he, be. He has to be ready. We'll see what happens when time comes. Like, you know, he may start, you know, on the bench yeah. just because of injury. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I'm very curious. Obviously, I don't think D Hop is probably going to be there after this season. Well, at, well, after this season, at, you're well, saying. Well, I don't even know if he's going to make it to this season through the whole season, it. even if it's before the trade. You're saying till the trade deadline. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't see him finishing the season. Let's say that I don't see him finishing the season with okay. the Arizona Cardinals. Um, I think he wants out. He's seeing what he he's he's getting out of Kyler Murray. Yeah. I don't think he likes it too much. I mean, if anything, he wanted Deshaun Watson when they were, you know, both in Houston. Um, but it, it just sucks, obviously. What do you think I, the I, best fit for him is? If, we, if, we're, if we're on the hot combo right now, I'm going to give my best hey, fit. Hey, 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 a good fit. I can give you two teams right now. Don't, don't take the team. I was going to say. You I'd go. say the New York Jets okay. or Which the I Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, but they don't take wide receivers. <laughs> Well, and the Jets have Aaron Rodgers now, so they aren't going to either. I'm I gonna know, say but I'm just saying it would be insane. 
if he was on a if he was on an Aaron Rodgers team. I do like where you're going with the AFC that because I do think he'll go to an AFC team because I think if the Cardinals trade him, they're like we don't want to see it. So I think no, I think he'd go to Miami potentially. Or I think he'd go to Jacksonville. I don't think he'll go to Jacksonville Miami. is the easiest division to play in still. I, I believe that's still going to ja- be one of the easiest divisions. Jacksonville is a team that I, I can see him playing with. And Lawrence is a quarterback. He could really, like, help out. He's going to the Panthers. Yeah, but I'll see. That's the thing. <laughs> I love dropping little things in there because it's usually only one of you that really actually catches it, and the so, other just keeps going. So, so we So we all have our own takes here. Yeah. Name a team that needs a wide receiver for a shiny new quarterback than the Panthers. Chicago Bears. They'll just run the ball. It's fine. QB design runs. I don't, that's I don't all th- they're going to do. I do think if they do trade him, he'll go to an AFC team, though. I, I think, think that's just how it kind of works. Yeah, that's the business side of things. Unless, unless the Patriots take him. If he's not going to want to go to the Patriots. Look. Why? <laughs> Play with Mac Jones. Because they're not going to win. He wants to win. He wants to win now. He he, he wants the Super Bowl. Okay, if he wants money, gonna he's going to have to go somewhere that's got some money. He doesn't need money. No, I, yeah. If he, he want if he wants money, yeah, but he, if he wants to he's win, he's going to want an OBJ do wanna, contract. Do you want to win or do you or do you want or do you or want money? Does he go in division, not even in conference, but in division to Los Angeles Rams? <laughs> He he wouldn't go to the Rams. Why not? No, the Rams were Cooper booty Cup, last, Hopkins last, last year. Rolling. They were trying to get a Super luck. Bowl. Cooper Cup has to be healthy first. Jake can like that one. <laughs> He's like I dreaming just, over here. <laughs> all I can do is shake my head at this point because I'm just the the things that are being thrown out right now. I was with you when we said AFC, and I'm like, well, the Panthers need a, a wide receiver, and then he's so like, oh, it's going into. You bought NFC. I brought in like any division then. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's where that's where, it's we, just that's where we went. Snowball now. Um, you know what? Screw it. He's being traded back to the Cardinals after the so season. So, what did uh, you guys think? <laughs> so, my one of my, my favorite pick in this, um, or my favorite player. Who's your favorite player in the draft? Like going into the draft that you like wanted to see, like where he went. Was there like a specific player? Like I'll start with mine. I I I really wanted to see where Christian Gonzalez was going to go. I'm a big Oregon Duck fan, so like I was really excited to see where he could go when he was like still in on the board at 17 and like i was like man is he gonna make it to the vikings like i would love to see the vikings take a corner if christian's still there and who gets him bill belichick because he knows what he's doing i called it it just happened to be four picks later than what i called it at so but i i really like that pick for the for the um patriots i I'm, i'm excited to see like what his career looks like um whether he stays like in new england forever or whether he gets traded around. I just want to see if he's a, you know, I think he's a guy that can be a pro ball player, and I really, really like him. Probably my favorite player in the draft. So excited to see kind of what he does. How about you guys, favorite player? I would say um, the player that I'm most excited to see this upcoming season is probably going to be Anthony Richardson. You think he's going to be playing this upcoming season? Oh, yeah. I think he's going to start right away. They're going to start him a, and just have, have him learn trial by fire. They're going to have <laughs> Who's him learn. Who's the quarterback right now? <laughs> I thought it's ba- isn't it Baker? No. No, no Baker's no. down in, he's in Tampa. Tampa. He's in Tampa. Because um, they, don't, they don't have Matt Ryan anymore. They they just upgraded it in athleticism. <laughs> heavy. Hey, they did, hey, but heavy. Why are you sleeping on Matt Ryan? 
I don't know how many times <laughs> he ran it last year, but he had a couple of memorable ones. I'll give you that one. Look, anything that Anthony Richardson's going to bring to the table is going to be ten times better. Fair. You think so? I think Gardner, we got Gardner, Minshew, and Nick Foles. I mean, you got a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and then you've got that's a, that the it, stash. That knows, okay, and a, you got the a stash. Super Bowl winning quarterback that knows he's a bench player, but he also knows he Nick knows Foles has he's a comparison to like a Garoppolo. Yeah, but Jimmy G actually starts. So going <laughs> back, Foles to has started. The difference is he's won. Nick Foles has won a Super Bowl here, guys. That was so such a me response. So, so has yeah, Jimmy G. Yeah, but you're wrong. <laughs> so has Jimmy G. Look, okay, going back to it. <laughs> Going back to it. And then Gardner Minshew, he's not going to see the field. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's sorry, Gardner Minshew. You, on you are not right seeing now. the field. He's listed uh, as the starter on the cold step chart currently. Yes. Anthony Richardson's number two, and Nick Foles is questionable as three. <laughs> Just wait until they get into training camp, and you, you will find out that Anthony Richardson will be number one, QB one. They need to do a hard knocks <laughs> on they that did, team. They I know they did the it on the Colts. But they need to go back. It's a new coach. It's a new system there now. Let's be honest. I don't know the last Washington no, give me State the Lions quarterback again. that's ever started for an NFL team. Give me the Lions again. I want Did I want some that? more Motor City Dan Campbell. <laughs> you just want to talk about the Lions? Who, who did you say is your, the, your favorite player to yet. watch? Okay, number one, I'm giving a Packers one because we haven't talked about Holy the Packers cow. at all. We just want your the, the player that you're most excited about. Jaden Reed, watch. second round, wide receiver, Michigan State, not a Packers pick. Excited to see how he performs. Okay, that's my Packers plug. There you go. For a Spartans guy. Um. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. You hear this guy? Yeah. Wow. Get out of here. Yeah. I'm tired of the <laughs> gold blues. I'm Walk tired <laughs> of the gold blues. You're, you on say this him as much as Stefan to mock more. him. He says it more you, than you me. You say it more than <laughs> to Stephane. mock him. <laughs> It's out of you, mockery. You use go blue. It's you need a spite. shirt that says go blue. No. I'm cheering for the Spartans. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I wore blue for like four years. So who's years. your actual favorite player? Uh, Joey Porter. For? Joey Porter Jr. Okay. Can you believe they got a, a second round? They got Joey him in the Porter second Jr. round. I could not believe it when I saw it, but they got him in the second round. I think it's because that, that was one of two, I think, instances where a – Son was going to go play for the father's team because then I think it, what's his name Rashad Vaughn is that is that his name Vaughn from uh Kansas State running back got the uh his dad I think is on the scout team at or in Dallas Dallas, Dallas Cowboys yeah. I saw that on and uh, they, ESPN this morning and they drafted him um crazy, to go and play for his craziest story uh Jerry Jones actually let the father on the scout team the father of that child make the call. Make the call. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He said. He said. Hey, how, how would you like to report to work with me, like on Monday? Mm-hmm. That's really neat. Yeah. <laughs> That's really neat. So I think I think just a couple instances there with Vaughn. I mean, we talked about Dallas needing a running back. He was a baller for Kansas State for that team last year, and then Porter too, being able to go and play for his dad's team. And I mean, both of them are great players. Hopefully, I know Vaughn was taken in the later rounds. Hopefully, he can kind of find his footing and whatnot. But we'll, I mean, we'll see if they can, like you know, uh, get some ins- starting time. Insert him, like yeah. you know, like they did, like with Pollard and yeah. in, in Zeke, right? Mm. So now that they have Pollard, Pollard's obviously There's RB one. More, little more room in that running back right, room, right? Now. Right. He's gonna get more more touches. Um, they're gonna work. They're gonna work the second string in, you know, as much as they can. But obviously, Pollard's gonna get you know most of the touches. Um, I'm pretty excited to see what this Dallas offense is going to do next year. Yeah. 
Um, I'm excited what the defense this is going to do, too. This has been said for years, by the way. Four years, Cowboys. yeah. How about this them is, boys? This is, hey, Holy this God. is correct. You know, sometimes, you know, coaching changes Snooze may need fast. to happen. Um, <laughs> shots, at, no, no shots at McCarthy, but, like, you know, he, he can make some better calls at moments. Um, mm. Obviously, you know, the Packers felt the same way. Yep. Uh, it was the same playbook. It was the same playbook. From 2009 on, there was, there was nothing different from that Super Bowl winning playbook, it felt like. Um, let's do this, too. So, really quick, though, fe- uh, we're talking about, like, guys going to where their dads went. Yeah. Um, Felix Anudiki Uzoma yeah. from Kansas State. He's from Kansas City. Got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs um, as the last pick in the first round. So, I don't know if you guys saw that pick at the end of it, but um, literally a kid from Kansas City. Grew up watching the Chiefs. Went to play at Kansas State. Now he's playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty Hometown cool. hero. Yeah. Pretty exciting pick for them. To I mean, already on show. a Super Bowl contender, too, imagine. Right. Win a Super Bowl from yeah. your hometown. All right. Teams that won the draft. Give me, like, team about that. the loser first? And then you want to take the loser? I'll take the loser. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> I'm not happy about a lot of the stuff that the Vikings did with this. I'm a huge Viking fan. They didn't go after a quarterback. Um, <laughs> They didn't go after offensive line. Like they they, they, they didn't address they didn't need needs that. that they had. Their defensive line, like I mean, if if we look at just their picks from top to bottom, right? I I, I don't mind the Jordan Addison pick. I, I, I still think um if you wanted a better offensive lineman, you have to go around one because they didn't have a round two pick. Um so again they addressed they lost Thielen, but now what? we're back to where we were last year, which was losing in the first round because we, we got a guy to fill in for Thielen. But what else did we get? Um, the cornerback from USC I'm not a big fan of. I think a couple weeks ago I just talked about how any cornerback that's in the draft got lit up by Dalton Kincaid. And um, Makai Blackman, USC cornerback, he's been lit up multiple times, and, and we got him on our team. So, um, again, it doesn't mean he's going to be lit up in the NFL, he, he might become an incredible cornerback, but I wasn't a huge fan of that pick for corner. Um, we went with safety. I think that's partly because um, I think Harrison's – is Harrison Smith on his last? Yeah, yeah. Or so I think, like it, I think that was a good uh, – I think we addressed something good there from LSU. Um, the defensive tackle is not a bad pickup in the fifth round, but, again, QB that's not going to ever see the field, Jaron Hall – you know, that's great. Take a guy in the fifth round. This isn't like a Tom Brady six-round guy. I just I don't see this guy hitting the field. Um, and then Dwayne McBride, you're taking a running back in the seventh round. Does this mean you're getting rid of Cook? And is this the guy that's supposed to be backing up? <laughs> is this the guy supposed to be now your backup running back? I don't know. I just wasn't a huge fan of what they addressed. Um, I think they needed to either trade Cook to get more draft capital this, this draft um, I think they needed to maybe combine like a three and a seventh round pick to to get maybe a second round pick and a four and five to get a third round pick. So they could have just had like three good picks around one, mm-hmm. two, and three, but they didn't do any of that. And so um, hopefully they got something planned to bring in more because I just don't think the horses are there for them to to move up in the NFC from what they did in the offseason yeah. right now. Um, for my loser of the draft, I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. Look. It's tough 
to really do anything when you don't have a first or second round pick. <laughs> but when your second pick of the entire draft is in round three and you take a kicker. Wow. This is he's he's stomping on your your Michigan Wolverines right now. You know, it's that, right? nothing against Moody. Yeah, it's this just is, why are you taking him guy. in round three? Hey, he's you one of the to, best kickers. Yeah, exactly. In no, that is exactly when this guy, when this that guy is exactly the point. Stefan's going to come back on here and he's going to no, be saying, go I am not. This is not a shot at Moody at all. He deserved to be drafted. He's been hitting the okay. blue. Pay that man. <laughs> no. Third round pick, pay that man. <laughs> but my thing is, there there were still some holes that they could have filled around Moody. I You can't tell me that he wasn't going to be there in like a third round that they could try to trade up for. He holds the career but, Michigan records for points, field goals, and 40-plus yard field goals. Connected with a 59-yard field goal attempt against TCU in the college football playoff semis. So we talk about clutch range. And, and Literally. He, I'm pretty sure he was the highest graded. I think he was the kicker of the year, too. Yeah, highest graded kicker kicker of the year. Like, yes, deserves to get drafted. They need a but, kicker to start, too, this year because I um, they're saying Robbie Gold is a free agent looking to play closer to where he's from and home, and that's not. Second pick, guy. though. That's all I'm gonna say, <laughs> is when you take him second pick. Look, I think I think it's just, tough. Just dogging Jake. It's, it's loser no, pick. yeah, but still, <laughs> it's I a just, loser pick. It's fair. I think a, same things along the lines with the Vikings, where they just I don't think one that I don't think they had the capital to be able to really address. But I think you trade things. some of those other picks up to two, up yeah. to three. Like that gives you at least mm. somebody that's gonna have a chance to start this year. I think. Yeah. Those later rounds, yeah, you're trying to develop them, but I don't. I think they're maybe role players, and they're not really. But then again, it's also hard to judge too, because like the draft isn't necessarily about getting better for next year. It's about getting pieces to keep the organization going. I think too. Absolutely. And absolutely, I I just typically you don't think of like, all right, I'm going to take a kicker round three and just like. But when you but, have the pieces you do to be yeah. a playoff team like the Vikings are, you want to try to be a team that's getting making that Super Bowl run. And I I just yeah I think. Or even Fans the, 49ers. Of the Vikings just always ex- again we have the best worst team that there is because we, we're always pretty good, but we're never like a Super Bowl winning mm-hmm. team, um, so, so we can't complain about that. But I think it's just you're seeing these pieces and you know we're losing some stuff. So it's like you, you got it. We've talked about years. You got to get an offensive line. You got to get a defensive line. You got to get cornerbacks to to guard the pass. We haven't done any of that for the last five years, <laughs> and it's like what are we doing? Um, ever since ever since Winfield was is gone and all that, but yeah, Stefan, who do you have for your loser pick? Um, loser. Well, my winner and my loser is the same team. Um, yes. and let me explain why. Uh, <laughs> I'm on pins and needles. So I'm gonna say <laughs> the Texans, um, just because obviously they were able to get back to back picks and you know in the top five, you know picks in the draft, um, was was really cool. They got two of the best players in college football. Absolutely. He won on the offense, one defense, like great, right? You you did phenomenal with those picks, right? The only thing is, like, you got CJ Stroud, but what receiver do you have there for him? Nathaniel Nathaniel Dell. Dell. The Tyree kill of the draft. Look, we'll see what happens. Like, we we, we will see what happens. I I just think that, like, he, he might need, like, you know, a running back. He might he might need more pieces than just yeah. one receiver. You know what I mean? Like yep. they so, drafted a great center there in 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 Juice Scruggs from Penn State. And then they actually I thought one of the steals of the draft, Henry two oh two oh from Alabama. He's an inside linebacker. He, he could have gone like second round. He went fifth round. They took him. 
he he's going to be a great defensive player too. So they got inside outside linebacker from Bama that are going to be I think starting. So so, so this is you know obviously like I said they they are my winner. They're your winner as well, and, and, and they're my loser as well. You know what I mean? But you so thought they were going to go with some like offensive weapon, right? Yeah, away yeah. I, I would I would have hoped they kind of did. So you can if see, they would have stayed you know, at twelve, they could have gotten Jigba. You, you could have saw something crazy on the offensive side. I would have liked You know what too. I mean? Um, but I, honestly, we'll see what we're, we'll see what happens this upcoming season. I'm pretty sure he's going to have the starting role down in Houston um, for CJ Stroud, and I'm excited because there's a lot of young QBs in this draft um, that have the potential of starting next season. And that AFC South is going to be like still a little bit wild. That NFC South is going to be wild. Um, so you said your winners were the Texans, Jake. And did you? What was your winner? Who's your winner of the draft? Well. I, as much as I love what the um, Packers what the uh, Packers did, it's got to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sorry. I I think they they drafted a really complete draft with a lot of guys that are gonna. There's gonna be a lot of talent on the Steelers coming in now. I think they're, they, they're battling for the AFC East. Do you think they can uh, the North? Do you think they'll the be AFC above North. 500 this year? I think they the can be. Going? I think they can be. Um, one. They drafted two Wisconsin guys, so get got. Uh, this was not totally entitled by Wisconsin. That's though. how you I know think. they're not going to be woke. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> how you know. Go back. I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I need. I need some Wisconsin. No, um, Broderick Jones at fourteen. I think was really that was a really good pick. I think that was one of the big things that we were looking at them taking. Obviously, Joey Porter is pretty cool too i think keanu benton from wisconsin defensive interior he was a guy that really impressed during the senior bowl with how quick his hands are and whatnot and i think especially because he's had the past couple of years playing up in the wisconsin cold no problem going over and playing in a division where it's going to be tough gritty um you know smash mouth football same thing with darnell washington um he was a guy too that showed a lot of power and whatnot and especially for a running back with the caliber of Najee harris being able to have a tight end that can move up the field and be athletic with him and kind of be a lead blocker, but then also be um, dangerous in the passing game too. Um, I'm excited for their offense this yeah, year. I want I think to see what they can do. Yeah, and then um, Nick Herbig too, uh, lining him up on alongside T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt and Herbig um, have a special like kind of bromance connection type kind of thing going. Like when Watt would go back and visit at Wisconsin, he'd be – um, talking shop with Herbig a lot. So I think that's really cool for Herbig to kind of work with his role model in a sense. Um, and then, yeah, just I think it was a really, really good draft for the Steelers that they're going to have a lot of talent now to work with for the next couple of years, kind of like what we talked about where you aren't drafting for the next year, you're kind of drafting for the future too and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do and how yeah. things kind of translate for them and stuff. So. So, so I got I got two winners, and I, I, the first winner I think is for the future more so than this current year. Um, Tampa Bay picked in the first round defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi, who Stefan I know you were really high on when we were talking la uh, during our mock drafts and stuff, but they're addressing the defensive line with that, and then they go and get Cody Mock, who is North Dakota State. Shout out, go Bison! Um, yes, that's how you say it. Offensive Mr. tackle, Mr. tight end converted yeah yeah and and legitimately though this offense and defensive line they're putting structure there to potentially go get a Caleb Williams next year if they're still at the bottom with Baker Mayfield whatever like 
I think they're putting good pieces in there. They worked their lines. They got another inside linebacker. Um, uh, what's, what's his name? The linebacker for uh, the the Tampa Bay Bucks. He's been there for a while. His last name starts with a B. Is it like Bennett Baker? Um, oh, 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 shoot. I don't remember. Um, um, he's a starter. Anyway, he just he lost his his daughter like two days ago in a swimming pool. Oh play. yeah, I did that. I did um, see that. And he tore his ACL at the end of last year. So you're you're bringing in an inside linebacker. I think that Shaquille Barrett. Shaquille Barrett. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So prayers out to him and his family right now, um, and, and and what they're all going through. But I think, you know, you're you're bringing in a linebacker in Servicey Dennis, who is a guy that I think is going to be able to learn a lot from him in the video room for sure um, as he's going through his his um, Achilles tear that he's had from last season. Um, so I think lots of good things that are going on with Tampa Bay there, but then I actually think my grade A winner um, is the Buffalo Bills. They got Dalton Kincaid, a tight end. <laughs> that is going to be huge um, in that first round. And then second round, they got another offensive um, line weapon to help um, block Osiris Torrance, who I, we, we talked about a little bit in that mock draft that, that he was a first round, um, you know, I think worthy pick. He went in the second round late and he's an offensive lineman that is going to just keep rolling with that group. And um, so I, I liked a lot about what these teams did. Um, and I think Buffalo is in a position where, you know, you shore up a couple things like with Dalton Kincaid and an Osiris Torrance. And now all of a sudden you're a better team that could make a run at that Super Bowl um, for this year. So um, good stuff there. Probably talk about some PDA that's going around. You guys got any uh, PDA talk you want to talk about with uh, fans? Any any, any mm. crazy fan moments this week or shout-outs to fans out there? Shout-out to the Warriors fans at the Kings game last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're, they like were the there. Beam. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, those fans, absolutely. How about you, Jaken? Um, the Milwaukee Brewers started a beat the cheese uh, promotion. So kind of <laughs> like the if you know the Atlanta Braves, they have the beat the freeze. Uh, where they give the contestants a head start, and then the freeze just I comes think, yep. and kicks. I think I saw yep. that, and they said, like, the cheese won against the dude. Yeah, so this is Wisconsin, so we do things different. Um, It is a non-beat-the-freeze-type <laughs> athlete in a giant block-of-cheese costume who is just over-exaggerating running, and the guy is are running. You in for, are you going to be doing this in the future? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, but the guy, the, the contestant is running and it has to be scripted because he quote unquote falls and like, you know, the cheese wins or whatever after you guys like, ah, you're going to lose or whatever. And he like trips it. Like it's the most planned scripted fall ever. Like he couldn't even, he, his foot doesn't even hit the ground. He acts like his foot hits the, the ground, sports world. falls this is over what picking and is. the cheese wins. <laughs> It was the most ridiculous video I've ever watched. I feel like but we should hey, have a charcuterie, charcuterie board here so I can eat some cheese right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. PDA, food. cheese. Um, well, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do my PDA shout out for the uh, the draft NFL draft fans. There was over fifty, was it fifty four million viewers 
for the draft. Like at some point, somebody switched it on. Like 54 million people watched part of like a moment to like watch the draft. That's crazy. That tells you how like big it was. Yeah, big it is. On top of that, 300,000 people and fans showed up to the draft in person and went through the turnstile. So. I think Please tell me you guys seen that video of Travis Kelsey just uh, spiking the Lombardi. Spiking trophy. the Lombardi. I told you. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you about that? No, I don't think so. I, I watched it on like Dude, Instagram. Just <sighs> ridiculous. I mean, Kelsey, what are you doing? I don't know if it was the, we- the so real we have, thing or we not. Have, we have Gronk uh, using it as a baseball bat. You've got Brady throwing it off a boat, and then you got Kelsey just spiking it. Brady's was probably the safest. Um not with how many the, uh, uh, beverages. <laughs> well, what was I'm it? Saying. Is uh, avocado? Is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it was something with avocados in it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's pretty awesome to see like how big the NFL is. Um, not just in the U.S., but obviously during the draft, they're doing picks from all over the world. So um, that's been that's really cool to see how much it's growing and continuing. Wasn't to the grow. Patriots pick like? always from a team like a group in germany or whatever like it felt like every pick there was a lot of germany got quite a few yeah britain had a couple canada had some i know mexico had some um but yeah so definitely shout out to to football fans out there everywhere um last call um i think i'm gonna do last call Um, like a horse nay button no I don't, unfortunately. I just get have your hats the, on, everybody. This Saturday cheering. is that your last call? Is the KD? Well, you do yours. Which okay. KD is going to be better this week? <laughs> um, mine will be uh, Formula One heads to Miami, and I'm excited about that one because I don't know. Last year they had a fake marina, and I heard this year there might be actual water in that marina. So mainly because the circuit was flooded, but. Um, no, I think it's going to be interesting. There was, it was a really boring race, the last race. So I'm just hoping for a better one, but we'll have team banquet during that time. So I don't know. I'll be able to watch it actually. Now that I think about it. What? We'll just have it on during banquet time. It's on Saturday. No, Miami's on Sunday. Oh yeah. No, I'm not talking about Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby is always, I've got a one track mind right now. Yeah, six fifty-seven p.m. Saturday Eastern Time, five fifty-seven for all you Central. Are we listeners. even going to be back from Morris? Is he going to be like? We're going to be listening to this on the radio <laughs> on the way oh back. Oh no! The Oaks goes off, <laughs> and post time for the Derby is six fifty-seven. So early take off six fifty-nine. Um, but what I will say uh, right now, we've got Forte is three to one favorite for Kentucky Derby. Um, at the famous Churchill Downs, 149th running. So um, next year is going to be really wild and exciting for the 150th. But grandmas, get your hats on. Steph, we got to find you a big hat. Jake and we'll get you a pirate hat. Why a pirate hat? I don't know. <laughs> for Captain the Pittsburgh Pirates? Or? Big, uh, <laughs> he's got a big hat. I have a bucket hat. Leave me alone. No, okay, it's got to be a big hat. It can't be a, be a bucket hat. It's got to be a big hat. <laughs> Honestly, knowing Steph, if he would show up to this thing, it'd either be like like big old Michigan, like branded, like. Um, well, okay. So I, I know how much I know how much, I know how much Kentucky Derby talk you guys like to talk, but I actually have to give my real last call, which is Wrexham and the owners 
bringing the entire team to Las Vegas this week to celebrate their their promotion. I heard uh, Ryan Reynolds is actually trying to buy another team. He, I think he's he's, 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 he's falling in love team. with he's falling in love. I with think soccer. he's yeah. JJ Watt just uh, bought like got ownership in uh, Burnley FC, who just got promoted back to the Premier League. Yeah, and and a couple teams are trying to buy a hockey team, or a couple people are trying to buy a hockey team right now too. Snoop Dogg recently, Snoop Dogg Dog. and, and um, uh, joined Sparks bid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sparks bid to buy yep. the Senators. Yep. All right. Last Nico call is going to go to the Dodgers. They're up five zero right now to the Phillies. Go Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw is having a resurgence. That's a reach for a last no, call. No, 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 no. How are the Dodgers no. doing hey, this year, hey, by the hey, way? Where, hey, are they, Clayton, where are they in the standings? Hey, they're second, they're second right now in the NL West, right? Um, and if they win tonight, they will be first in the NL West. So. Clayton, Clayton wow. Kershaw is having a resurgence from out of nowhere. Well, he had, he had a good season last year. We didn't get injury. any baseball talking tonight. Bug, I feel like we it, need some. It was like, good. No, nah, this is what we're getting. It's just Steph shouting out. Yep. Random stuff. The Dodgers. Go Twins. Mama Jumbo. Go Twins. <laughs> Go Brewers. Keep rolling. You got the worst team in baseball, one of the worst teams in baseball coming to town. The next, is it three? Is it a three-game series they got with the White Sox? Yep. Let's go. Let's win all three of them. Hey, White Sox money. are on a winning streak right now. They're 8-21, and 21, man. If if we can't win, if we can't sweep the White Sox this weekend, we're not going to win, win in the playoffs at all. Calling it right now. I mean, baseball is a long season. Yeah. <laughs> This is their weekend to move up. Well, appreciate all you listeners out there. Um, big week ahead for for Jake and sitting to my right, Stefan sitting to my left. Both of them got races coming up this week. Really excited to see how they do. Um, you guys all go cheer loud, cheer proud for all your teams out there. Stay safe. Talk to you next time.